Hey, welcome to Above Board with Canderpath. It's me, the Rich B. And guess what? We're all three here today. We've got Matt, John, and Rich. How you guys doing? What up? Hello, Richie. Hi, bro. So I've been excited to talk about this. We kind of we kind of did a little intro, a little excite, a little teaser in our last uh, podcast about what we were going to talk about today. This is something that is near and dear to Matt's little heart, his little grinchy heart that's just grown and grown over the years. We're going to be talking about the year of C, the year of yes. Is that true? On a scale of one to 10, how much are you regretting this conversation right now? <laughs> this Matt? is already not going the way I want it to. Let's go back to John's <laughs> year of no. And let's talk about that, which by the way, you guys crushed that one. I listened to it on the car drive. I was sorry that I wasn't uh, able to be a part of it, but it was a really good one. I liked it. And I thought, thought the only way to outdo John is to then have the year of yes. So technically you've already been off to a bad start because you said no to the first podcast of the year. So we've got to like kind of ramp you up. You already started off with the Now, so in my defense, John's like, hey, in 20 minutes, we're going to shoot a podcast. And I'm like, <laughs> ah, you know, I got things going on in life and That's wasn't true. able to make it. So that wasn't really a no. It was more like John just kind of tells me what to do and if i'm able to do it i can unlike john you're not sitting around playing mario kart you're actually working so i'm just kidding i'm just kidding fair bit of mario kart that happens in our household i played sidebar story i played mario kart last night and i was playing my sister and brother-in-law because you can play like people that are not it's crazy technology these days like i'm not used to this so they're in their home we're in our home we're playing and brad thinks it's Ella, or at least it says Ella. And then at the end of it, he texts me, he's like, I don't think Ella knew how to do all of that. It was so fun. 30 years of practice have gotten me to my Mario Kart skills. Kind of a flashback to when your kids were being homeschooled homeschooled during COVID and it said Ella, but really you were doing all of her ABCs and her math. So anyway, just kidding. That never happened. That never happened. All right. So listen, let's get right into it. So Matt, talking about what, what made you think about something called the year of yes like what's the motivation what does it mean for you it's a good question rich and i i think i take a lot of inspiration from you too i feel like you two are the intellectuals uh, as part of our podcast you talk about <laughs> Stephen covey and ed Milet and all these big like names and like self-help and you guys are just the gurus and and i'm just the the big dummy over here that you know just dealing with finances but i want to talk to you guys a story about a story about a guy named carl allen and Carl Allen, he's, you probably don't, you may or may not know him. He was a loan officer at a bank. And, you know, he's just used to saying no to everyone who comes in to get this, to get these loans. And he gets taken to this, um, you know, this presentation about a guy who talks about the positive mindset of yes. And he still has this no mindset after he leaves this presentation, but he slowly starts to see that if he says no to things, bad things happen. And if he says yes to things, some amazing things happen. Hmm. And I took this very intellectual story. John, why are you giggling over there? Because I Googled so funny, it. Because at first I thought this was real. And then I, go- I Googled it. Okay, now keep going. And, and so, yes, if you Google it, you'll see a picture of Mr. James Carey. And this is the movie, The Yes Man. So I take my inspiration from Hollywood. James, is you guys on a? Is that what you call him? I call him James. James. We're we're bros. And uh, so no, I I got my inspiration from the movie Yes Man, not from Stephen Covey or Ed Milet or any of the names that you guys throw around on a daily basis. And I just sort of shrugged my shoulders when that happened. But taking the principles from that, and there really is something called the Yes Mindset. And I, I think first of all, let's talk about the last podcast John was on in the No. 
they're actually the very same principles because John is saying yes to as many opportunities as he can in order to and, and try to go grand with those to try to achieve no's. Right. Mine is very similar in saying yes to opportunities that come my way. Again, in order to see if there's something that that can develop from that, both on a personal level and on a professional level. So I think they're actually very similar. They're just kind of taking it from from two different angles. What's fun for me is my first introduction to your year of yes when I shared with you my year of 100 no's and I asked, would you be willing to go with me to this conference uh, to um, experience a potential no? And then you said, well, I yes, because this is going to be the, if this is going to be your year of no's, I, and you've done the year of yes before. Like you've done this, uh, you did yeah. this a few years ago, right? Yeah, it was like either pre or post COVID. I can't remember what it was, but it was just like looking for opportunities. And I noticed that if I just started saying yes to things that kind of came my way, that things just sort of opened up. But I can't even think of like one one-off example from that. I just remember being in a super positive mindset that year. And so we are nine Matters. days into this year. I've already experienced um, my first one, which will actually occur tomorrow, where something I really, really, really wanted to say no to. And um, I'm, I said yes. And so uh, let's see what is the come of that. But it's something as simple as tomorrow morning uh, to go for a walk with, with my neighbor buddies uh, at 5 a.m. And uh, no, I have a big meeting tomorrow. I have a workout already scheduled. I don't really need another one. But I was presented with this opportunity. Boy, Rich is like Googling now to see if his calendar is available and why he didn't get this. No, I'm gone. No, his calendar is not available at 5 a.m. You can come with us, Rich. No, I will not. So anyway, that's that's where my head is at right now. But there are some very um, specific principles I'm looking at. Uh, Yeah, a lot of joking here. But, um, you know, honestly, the first thing is to become a better listener. Uh, In our line of work, we listen all day long, right, to clients talking about his financial problems or uh, us responding to that, I want to become a better listener. So I'm thinking, you know, really mm. by having this yes and positive mindset, it allows me to listen to things and then maybe take a little bit longer to analyze them before the first gut reaction sometimes, which is no, right. um, you know, com- comes out of there. So, uh, you know, it's it's trying to become a better person through the power of yes. What do you so guys think? Exa- So the example you already gave with the walk, for example, this is not only going to be about professional things, but this is going to be about things in your life as well. And so there are, what are the reasonable parameters of this? So if some, some weird cult knocks on your door and says, we want you to come to our meeting on Wednesday and (laughs) donate a thousand dollars, that's going to be a no. But if, if, somebody asks you to do something where there's a growth potential or an opportunity or learning is that i just want to understand so because there's people <laughs> take this so literally yeah this is not yesterday like the kids when i was talking actually about this to lauren last night because she always gives me some really good she's like okay yeah right because you say no to the first thing that generally comes up then a lot of times it is related to the kids because i'm like no 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 and then lauren's like okay pause for a second. That's not that big of a deal to let them go do this. Like just let them go do that. So we actually had a small debate last night and she's nearly always right. And so I think Rich, to answer your question, it's not to say yes to everything, right? It's to be more analytical and to be conscious of the fact that if my first reaction is to not want to do something or to say no, is to pause, even if it's for 30 seconds and say, well, what if, what if I said yes to this? Okay. What is the worst thing that could possibly happen? And is that acceptable? Um, I oftentimes think that the the you know one of the one of the when I was kind of preparing for this, uh, something that stood out to me is no sometimes is riskier 
than to say yes, because going off the beaten path is not necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes, again, the, the point of it is to open up opportunities. Right. And so I, I, to answer your question, Rich, it's not really to say yes to every single thing because that's impossible. And that, that breeds irresponsibility. It's to be more analytical as opportunities come your way to say, hold on, the answer is probably no, but let me just think through what does it go down that path of yes looks like. Tomorrow morning's walk, a hard no. I have a really busy day. Like I said, I have a workout already planned. It's an easy no. And I honestly, I get the kids ready in the morning. I need to have my A game. But what by the way, this is yes? how he's telling me no is on the podcast, by the way. <laughs> I'm gonna do maybe it, before. You right. guys have no idea how much I'm going to exploit this year of yes. <laughs> it's going to be great. Well, what I love about it, though, is I, I feel that thinking about people that I know and even thinking about myself, and I think that's one of the, the things you always do on a podcast, right, is that you listen to a podcast and you immediately you do the relate compare thing, right? So you'll listen to somebody talking about a workout and then you compare your workout to their workout. And you're like, Oh, mine's not as good. Or I'm not as strong or the opposite up. Mine's way better. That's such a wimpy workout. And that's how you compare or you relate and you listen to a podcast and you go, okay, well, you know, I'm not this Olympic athlete, so I'm not doing what they just said, but I can apply that to my life in this way. And so as I'm listening to this and trying to relate I'm thinking about myself and that's what people should do when you listen to a podcast put yourself in the shoes of the person speaking. And I think that for a lot of reasons, I go to no because, and I'm just going to be honest, it sounds hard. It's going to annoy me. I'm going to be out of my comfort zone. I'm tired. Um, it's dangerous. Something bad could happen. You know, that's where you go. So using the kids for an example, Hey, there's a birthday party at X place at this water park. Uh, for the kids. I'm like, no, I don't want them going to this water park. Everybody's sick. I don't want them coming home with all these germs. It's disgusting. You know, that's my, I'm right to a no. Whereas my wife's like, yes, of course, it'll be fun. It'll be great. You know? And I think about that a lot of the times, would you say that you're, because we got to understand the no to get to why you're getting to the yes. It, it, is your no, and, and this might be for you as well, John, for you, Matt, do you feel that your inclination to know comes from a place of fear, comes from a place of discomfort? No, I think it's because I have a lot of self-imposed barriers, right? Mm -hmm. I'm in the world of finance. I see mm -hmm. numbers all day long. I see the worst of what could happen if there are not protections and walls built around you sometimes. And so I have a lot of self-imposed barriers. I think what this is doing is maybe knocking down some of those self-imposed barriers, not to be irresponsible, but to allow and see maybe there's other opportunities there for uh, for growth in both on a personal and a professional level. So, so I think it's, I think it's the self-imposed barriers. And I would even go back to yours about the kids going to the water park mm -hmm. is there's a lot of self-imposed barriers there. There could be something that happens. They could be sick. What if it is the greatest birthday party that Ava has ever been to? And it's the, it's the, you know, she has the time of her life and now wants to become a lifeguard because she saw something amazing happening. I don't know, I'm just going down this road, but right. the self-imposed barriers we have, maybe knocking some of those down or at least recognizing that some of them might be too high. Those walls are too high and that they can come down a little bit. And what could there, what, what's the potential and what could come your way? It's right. kind of you, the mindset that I'm trying to take. At the end of the day, what do you hope to get from this? What's the, you know, we're at, we're at you know, December 30th, 2023, and we're about to come up on the end of the of the new year and we go, hey, let's look back on Matt's year of yes. What what do you want to be able to say? Hey, man, this is what I got from this. Like, I want to say, wow, that worked. Wow, mm -hmm. I'm a happier person. Wow, there's a lot of opportunities that came my way that 
Normally, I would not have gone down that road. I think it's important, and I'm not a big journaler, but I think it's important to maybe like to start notating when some of these things come up that, again, would have been like easy to say no to and say, you know what, I did go down that route and maybe start to follow where the outcome goes to. Uh, So I'm hoping by December when we have our wrap up that I maybe have five or 10 things. I don't need to think there needs to be a hundred, five or 10 things that, again, I would have normally said, you know, this is not my thing to let's give this a try and see how that works. And I don't expect all of them to to become perfect, but I certainly think that there should be some things that I was like, wow, I would have, that was not in my comfort zone. And I got out of my comfort zone. I feel very comfortable right now. And I think that's probably where the genesis of this came from. I feel very comfortable professionally and personally and comfort sometimes is scarier than being uncomfortable. And uh, I feel like that's why this came up right now is because I have a lot of comfort around me and that's a good thing. But I feel like sometimes that could also be a bad thing because you start to become complacent and lazy and I don't ever want to do that. This is really where a lot of this came from. I love it's so it, interesting. It's like a different perspective of the conversation we had last week. Like for me, the year of 100 no's is about putting myself in a position of discomfort because mm-hmm. I recognize and I know through experiences of my own and others that moving through discomfort on the other side of that is growth and right. opportunity. And a lot of times I'm, you know, I'm, I'm happier I'm a happier version of myself when I push through something and I can look back and go like, wow, I did that. I did that. That's super cool that I, and it's, it's, it's fun for me to hear you talk about this because it's, it is truly just a different take on the same outcome, which is putting yourself in more uncomfortable situations. I I came across something that, that, that you're making me think of, um, in a, in a podcast somewhere. And it was by an author, I don't remember his first name, last name is Toffler, T-O-F-F-L-E-R. And he was talking about how to be successful and, and in the future, what future success looks like. And he said, we have to, the people that will be truly successful aren't the people that will X, Y, Z. He gave the examples of what we assume, you know, he said, you have to be able to learn, unlearn, and then learn. And I really, I actually, I was picking up my phone because I, I texted it to myself because it was, it was in the middle of the, the night when I was reading and I couldn't sleep and it really jumped out at me and I'm, I'm listening to what Matt said and I'm listening to what you said and I'm putting this together and I'm realizing that what, what you both are striving to do is you've had a, a way of being, you've learned a certain set of habits and that comfort, that um, stasis, if you will happens out of a sense of this is what I've always done. This is how I do it. This is how I, you know, pr- approach things. You're now trying to unlearn it and, and, and change the habitual way of doing things and then learning something new. And if you think about your industry, there, there has been quite a bit of learn, you know, you did things for 20,000 years, unlearn. We now have to have meetings from home and zooms and do this and this and, you know, whatever, and, and then learn all of that again. And I'm sure there might be some people of a certain generation within your industry. Certainly, I know within my industry and other industries where they were, they had the unwillingness to unlearn the old and learn the new. So, I, I just want to put this out there for our listeners because it's a fascinating concept. We we learn a way of doing things, and then we need to unlearn it, and then we need to learn a new way. Both of you are doing that. You know, you, mm-hmm. you Matt learned a certain habit of 
the cautious, the risk manager, you know, whatever. He's trying to unlearn that, which is extremely uncomfortable. And now he's trying to learn this more positive mindset. John, you, on the other hand, maybe similarly in, in, in a flip version, but they're, they're more alike than they are different. As Matt said at the beginning, you've learned a certain way of being, so you're unlearning it and then trying to learn. How does that land with you? Does that make sense? Nobody? Which one? Yeah, Either. well, I, I, have a, learn, I have a take on... The learn, unlearn, yeah, I, learn. It, it, I agree with that. And I think what's fun for me is, um, as, as I know Matt, and I'm looking at his schedule right now because... I was actually trying to figure out what he has on Tuesday. That is the big <laughs> thing that he is facing that he's saying yes to. Um, and I can't clearly figure it out. So I'm going to figure it out. But anyway, what I know about Matt is he is very rules-based. You are right. You're very rigid around your calendar, very protective around your time. Um, I, I would say in that way, we come very routine-driven. So this is what we do um, You know, when, when the workday is over and when school is out, like we do these same things. And I kept, you guys were talking about like, you know, going to a water park and I kept, I, I was relating to that very much because there's been a lot of times where I'm like, I don't want to go to this kid's birthday party today. That's like the last thing I want to do. And, and then usually I would say more times than not, when I do that thing, I come back, Jackie's like, how was it? I'm like, oh, it was so great. I got like, I watched Ella do this thing or Hudson went down the slide for the first time. And I talked to this parent and, and so-and-so, and I had this awesome conversation and I connected with somebody. Usually I come back feeling some feeling of energy um, mm -hmm. as a result of it. I don't typically come back and I'm like, oh, I'm such a waste of time. I wish I had stayed in bed and watched Netflix. So I think that it's fun for me to hear you, Matt, talk about this, knowing the rigidity of your schedule. Um, and you are very protective of your time because... We, you know, you, you start the day out with max energy and slowly over time, it's depleted by the end of the day and you have a lot of meetings. So, um, yeah, so I, I've taken what you so. said a lot, John, which is, <clears throat> I, I've really been trying to think, especially this year about, and I've been using the terminology, what brings me energy or what takes energy away. You know, you asked me to do an energy audit earlier in this year, as we typically do at the beginning of each year. And I, I, I'm not a big goal setter or energy auditor kind of guy. I'm just wired a little bit differently than that. Those, those do not motivate me as much as just putting my head down and work or having the goals in my head. So I, I really been trying. And so one of the things I said yes to most recently was meeting a client for lunch as opposed to the office. Now I'm very comfortable in our office. It has all of our technology. I can, I can conduct a, a meeting the way that I conduct the meetings that gets the point across that we're trying to talk about finances. And a client said, um, Hey, I would really like to go meet for lunch. And I was like, you know, it, it's just so much easier doing, doing a meeting in our office or, or, you know, and so I said, yes. And, uh, I had a meeting I had a, I had a lunch meeting with Jim and I had the most engaging conversation for an hour and a half. And I brought, I had so much energy from that meeting. We talked a little bit of finance, but we mostly talked personal stuff and that brought me so much energy. So that was really kind of the beginning. That was really the first yes that I had this year was meeting a client other than a place where I'm most comfortable and having just this amazing conversation where we just got to know each other on an even deeper level than what I had already known. And I've known the guy for 15 years. Uh, and so that really was the beginning of it. And then it just, um, my hope is just it continues to snowball from there onto bigger and bigger, bigger things. Well, what it sounds like for both of you is that you're trying to achieve a paradigm shift. And if uh, the, just for those of you that don't use the word paradigm in common conversation, paradigm is a typical example or a pattern of something or a model. So a lot of us have a paradigm 
you know, that this is how we build our life. This is how we function. This is what we do. It doesn't necessarily mean having, I mean, synonyms of it could be like philosophy, et cetera, but you're, you're doing a paradigm shift. You're, you're, you're literally taking your model of existence, your model of function, your model of, of habit, your model of, of process, and you're deciding to have a paradigm shift. And that is when big things happen. Big things happen when we shift our, our paradigm. It'll be interesting to um, Matt, and I know you said you're not a big journaler, but it would be interesting, even if you didn't journal, just for the purposes of the podcast, if you kept a notepad somewhere and just wrote down the times you said yes and what happened. It would be interesting to see at the end of the year, you know, there's these 15 occasions of lunch meeting versus Zoom or kids' birthday party versus not or walk versus stay at home. And give the feedback because this, you know, a lot of people would be scared to do this because we're, you know, we're such literal thinkers. It would be interesting. I mean, you know, if, if we can look at what it means to you and, and John, maybe the same thing for you with your, with your, how many no's you got just documenting it. Now, here's the question I have. I have the year of yes. Um, John has the year of no. Rich, what are you doing? Are you have the year of maybe? I mean, Rich. you gotta, you gotta come up with something here, buddy. Rich, we I don't think Matt, from you, I don't buddy. think Matt finished our episode last week. Matt, did you finish the episode? I'm sure I did. What was it? I, I, I listened on two times speed. I can't listen to you guys on one time speed. It goes way too slow. <laughs> I just two x through that thing. I just pull I, out the reward. I, I do the same thing. Anytime I listen to myself at 1.0 speed, I'm like, oh, it's the wow, worst. This guy sounds dumb and then 1.5 <laughs> i'm like oh yeah look at me well look really, at me. It really has like some really good clean concise points like this is I, really good everything should good. be on two times speed everything i don't remember what i said at the end is that is it See, bad I've it could have been that great well. i don't remember no either. one remembers no do you I want don't. rich do you want me to tell you what your yeah. year is yeah what was my your year, year is i'm gonna hit you with it your year is the year of awareness oh that's oh, right i, I that. remember sorry. that now sorry it's and right. i do She's know that because it's like right in my journal right now so obviously i'm off to a banging start because i'm not even aware <laughs> of my own awareness yeah i really you think know, you should do the year of maybe you know the year of the year of nah <laughs> it's not a hard no it's just nah just like nah. Eh, we'll so see. My, mine's, we'll talk about that at another time but yeah the, the year of awareness that it, it's something that's so funny it, it, that it it's escaped me because I've been making it such a part of my day already it just, and we're only like eight or nine days into the year, but it's been such part of my day that I'm, I'm almost forgetting that it's something that I'm trying to do new where I, every few minutes I'm like, am I, you know, am I aware right now? It is the weirdest thing. We'll talk about it. In a, it's, it's, it's its own podcast, but I find that I am very worried about the future and I lament things over the past and I beat myself up over things. And then I have anxiety over what I have to do and the new things that I'm being asked to do and the new challenges that I have that I am finding myself it, it, it that and my ADD, it's just been very, it causes a lot of anxiety for me. And I took the dog for a walk yesterday and I, I tried to, to constantly re um, orient myself to awareness, to present. So it's very interesting. So we'll talk about that. So that's mine. And I, I think that with both of yours, though, I think it's so fascinating because it it, it speaks to the comfort and, and how, how when we are comfortable, it's so funny because we strive for comfort, yet the things that enable us to achieve comfort are uncomfortable. Does that make sense? In, in, in other words, we want to have the beach house 
and the boat and not have anybody bother us and, and be financially independent and wealthy and whatever, let's say, for example. But to achieve that, unless you just got lucky and your parents are super wealthy and you inherit it, to achieve that, there's a lot of discomfort to get to that point. Um, and so I, I think it's really neat that that you guys are realizing that your discomfort is what brings you, like I think I said on the last podcast, on the other side of, of discomfort is growth. And I, I think that's a great thing. Matt, do you do you think that it's going to be painful? And when I say painful, obviously, I don't literally mean like, oh, I mean, do you think it's going to, has it already? Will it cause you some, oh, like some such levels? Have you felt that yet? Or is it too early on in the journey? Yeah, I think some of it, some of it will just be self-imposed because really the things that we say yes to are not things that are going to be putting us in a dangerous situation or, or really taking really taking something not to the to the next level. Right. Um, I think it's a mindset of say yes, and we'll figure it out afterwards. Do you find right? yourself yeah. as, as a natural person? Are you are you re, are you wired naturally to be a positive thinker? I want to say yes, I really, really want to say yes, because I think we all want to say yes. But no, I, I think, again, I'm going to lean on the crutch of my job in which I am trying to protect the downside as much as possible and always looking at the downside. What could go wrong on a financial plan? What could go wrong in in owning stocks versus bonds and all those things? My job is to look at the worst case and let the best case take care of itself. Okay. So because of that, that mindset bleeds over into other areas naturally. Uh, So I want to think that I'm very positive, but it's, it's almost, again, we are so analytical in our job and we are so looking at where things could blow up uh, that it's hard to not take that uh, again, have that bleed over. John, do you think you're wired naturally to be a positive thinker? I think I have positivity oozing out of my pores. Um, <laughs> and I think as I, as I've known Matt and him and I have a good, um, uh, counterbalance with one another, I, I wouldn't say pessimistic, but very pragmatic in, in decision-making and looking at things. Um, in fact, we just had a conversation about something you were super jazzed about. And I was, because I just had a bad experience with this opportunity that I was like, geez, John, really like reevaluate this, this direction that we want to go with our company. And I think I just, and then I think at the end of the conversation, I said, John, my head is in a very negative place because of this, that, and the other. And it sort of made sense why I was sort of hesitant and, or at least giving a, an objection to every uh, point that you brought up in a conversation we just had. So I think that's a good one to, to kind of lean on and to say, yes, Let's go in that direction and just kind of know where some of the pitfalls that might come from it versus no, because this area of our, of our industry sucks. And I don't want to do this anymore. He's very grounded in doing like SWOT analysis. If anyone remembers like that acronym, like strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats, um, learn that in business school 101. What's up UCF. Isn't that a Stephen Covey thing, isn't it? No, maybe I don't know, but I learned it in like business management. He invented everything basically. I mean, I just, (laughs) I just use him and I just go back and forth with him and Ed Milet. Between the two of them, they've come up with every like opera, you know, thing that you need to do to be successful in business. I imagine in Matt's brain, when I say something, he's just got this like SWAT chart in his head. That's just, (laughs) I envision it happening as I'm telling him things. And, well, I think and that's I'm, why you guys are such a good balance, though, yeah. because if you had two Matts or two Johns, it, it just oh would, my be, gosh, this would like, be a disaster. It would be such a wreck. I, not a, it wouldn't be a wreck. It would just be a little it would fun, it would it would it would take a longer time to get to the finish line. Yeah. You know, and I think that you guys are both really good about that. I'm just got the giggles now. 
Well, it just, it just makes me laugh thinking about us being some, because a lot of people think we're so similar. Like as yeah. they get to know us, they're like, they say that we, we either sound alike or we look alike. Um, and, really? and so people, yeah, yeah we, hear that, we, hear that, we hear that, we hear that, jeez, this, oh boy. this joke again. We that, hear that, that often. And yet, and I think internally we are, we are so different in a lot of ways and it's compliment, it's complimentary. I think to, the only similarity another. I find between you two being an objective observer is that you're both extremely high IQ intelligent and also high EQ people, which is a very unusual combination in human beings. And I find a personal experience in men, but I find both of you, Matt, as much as Matt is this analytical, you know, guy that does taxes, math whiz, finance guy. He's also one of the kindest people I've ever met and just will think of you and remember things and bring things up. And, you know, he gave this sweet compliment about, you know, my son last week, you know, teaching karate and just a very thoughtful person. And John, you're the same way. You're very kind. You're very loving. So I think you you guys both are similar in the sense that you have a high IQ. You're both very smart, but you also both have a very high EQ. You're very good with people. You're very concerned. I've talked to John and Matt just because he's my next door neighbor. So I see him more than I see you. But I've had days where I've seen John outside. We're both going to get the mail. I'm like, how are you? And he looks really upset. I'm like, are you okay? And He's like, nah, you know, I had a client, you know, they, they lost their spouse and it just was a really difficult conversation. You could tell it emotionally bothered him. So you guys are just, that's where I see your similarity. So I, I think that's a great thing. Here's what I love. Um, what we're landing on in the example that you're giving for our listeners is, is where are you comfortable in the sense that it is causing you stasis. You are stuck in one spot. You are not moving forward. You are not making gains. You are not growing your business. You are not growing your fitness. You are not happy. Your relationships are stale, stagnant. How can you shake it up a little bit? How can you take the snow globe and just shake it up so that it looks cool? If you just have ever just looked at a snow globe sitting on a shelf, if those of you have ever seen a snow globe before, it's just a little plastic cutout of whatever, New York City or london or st louis or something with an arch and you're like oh cute but then when you shake it up all the little fake snow starts to fall around and it becomes this interesting milieu because it's a really pretty image and i think what you guys are doing is you're taking your snow globe and you're shaking it up and so what i'm asking all of our listeners is think about your snow globe of your life your 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 picture your still stagnant plastic cutout of wake up at six in the morning get the kids ready for school go to work drive here do this get my coffee blah 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 where can you shake that up a little bit? I know I'm doing that in areas of my life, and I know that I'm inspired by the idea of a, a year of yes, a year of no, a year of awareness. So, Matt, I'm excited to see where this brings you. Thanks, buddy. I think I think you you brought a good point, and I think journaling those things, or at least jotting them down, is um, will, will allow us to have a really good conversation nine to well, 11 months from now and yours could be an excel spreadsheet it's fine you can it's do gonna it however. go on excel i, I mean, can't wait to any see other the software X out there besides excel it's so i cannot wait ones and zeros the excel spreadsheet entitled the year of yes by matt marku so i think that's great so guys as we are wrapping this up i just want to once again thank everybody that listens to this humble little podcast for bringing us up into the top two percent we love it please 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 like and share that is the way that you can say yes to above board with candy Pat. thank you so much on behalf of john matt and myself you guys have a rocking day we appreciate you stay well